Father, we are grateful for another time to consider your word. Thank you for feeding us with your word in time past. Our hearts are open to receive your word much more. We're asking that you feed us much more in the name of Jesus Christ. We subdue this atmosphere under the influence of your spirit and let grace flow unhindered in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak to us prophetically in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Say a big amen. All right. Thank you, um, worship team. Come on, let's celebrate them. Hallelujah. Please, you may be seated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, welcome to Bible study. I believe your day has been good so far. Amen. We have been looking at a new man in Christ. Glory to God. This is the month, um, our month of consciousness of our new creation realities in Christ Jesus. So we're looking at the new man in Christ. And last week we looked at um, the part of man that got born again, the dimension of the spirit of man that got born again, which is the spirit of man. We understand that uh, man is a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body. And we showed that severally through uh, many scriptures last week. And then we understand Second uh, Corinthians 5 and verse 17 that if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we understand from God's word that the new man in Christ is a spirit being with a spirit nature like God. And that spirit nature is called eternal life, which is called Zoe in the Greek. And this eternal life is the nature of God that brings the new man into um, union with Christ, without which we cannot be in union with Christ. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 and verse 17 that he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So the moment you get born again and you're joined to the Lord, in that union you become one spirit with him. And that one spirit is actually one nature, one life, one being, which is eternal life. Glory to God. So in understanding the new man, we explored Second Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse 17. And we saw certain characteristics of the new man right in that verse. The Bible tells us that therefore if any man be in Christ... So the first characteristic of the new man here is that the man is in Christ, is in union with Christ. And then the second one um, found in that verse is that the man, the new man is a new creature, creature. In other words, a new creation. And then we understand here um, the third one that the man in Christ is a new man with old things passed away. And then, fourthly, the new man is actually the man in Christ or the new man with all things made new. So, four things right there that define the new man. Number one is in union with Christ. Number two 
is a new creature. Number three is a man with old things passed away. Number four is a man with all things made new. So the first part of it was what we started with last week before we entered into a wave of the spirit. Amen. <laughs> so let's just take it one step at a time now. All right. Um, please don't let me tell you anything today other than, <laughs> you know, just let me teach. Amen. <laughs> don't let me tell you something. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> so that I can, I can focus on the outline. Amen. So, how many of us want to go through the outline? Okay, this Bible study, right? <laughs> the four characteristics of the new man in Christ. <laughs> the first characteristics here is that characteristic here is that the new man in Christ is in union or oneness with Christ. Okay, and this oneness is only possible by faith. By faith. Now we understand that faith is a principle of oneness. If you believe in me and I believe in you, then we are one. Hallelujah. If you believe in Jesus, then you're one with Jesus Christ. If you don't believe in him, then you cannot come into union with him. So union with Christ is on the basis of faith. Faith is the basis of union with Christ. So we cannot become one with Christ without faith. So faith here is very key. Hallelujah. Now when we got born again, our union with Christ brought us into union with what is called the body of believers or the body of Christ. The body of believers all over the world is known as the body of Christ, not the congregations but the body of believers who truly believe in Jesus who are born again. So that body of believers is called the body of Christ, of which Christ himself is the head. So Christ is the head of the body. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to your brother, your sister beside you. Say, Christ is the head of the body. I can't hear you. Christ is the head of the body. Now, turn to that person and say, if you, of course, I believe you're born again. This is Bible study, right? Okay, so say to that person, Christ is your head. Christ. Hallelujah. So you're one with Christ the head. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 27. The Bible says, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular, body of Christ and members in particular. So every member in particular is a member of the body of Christ. So we are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Can we say that together? Say we are the body of Christ. All right. So we are the body of Christ. The moment you get born again, you're baptized into one body. You're baptized into the body of Christ into the church universal. Praise God. So you're born again. You're a child of God. Christ is the head of this church. And whatever authority the head has is the same authority that the body has. Glory to God. Amen. Because of this oneness, union. So Jesus Christ is the head of all principalities and powers. Therefore, the body of Christ, the church, is the head 
of all principalities and powers. Can someone say amen to that? That's why in the name of Jesus Christ, we cast out devils. Can someone say amen to that? In his name, we are one with him. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we cast out devils. Now, in oneness with Christ, we understand that we have been exalted above every form of limitation of this world and every authority and power in this world. Can someone say amen to that? Ephesians chapter 1. Quickly, if you start a reading from verse 17, it tells us, it says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. Praise God. And has put how many things, come on now, all things under whose feet, the feet of Christ, and gave him to be the head over, come on now, how many things, all things, to the church, to the benefit of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filled out in all. So here, when Jesus was raised from the dead, we were raised together with him. Can someone say amen to that? We were raised together with him. So we have the privilege of height. We have the privilege of exaltation. We have the privilege of enthronement. And we have the privilege of throne authority. Exercising throne authority. Can someone say amen to that? Because we're one with him. Wherever he's seated now, in terms of his positional authority over the whole realm of existence, we have the same privilege right now in his name. Can someone say amen to that? Because we are joined to the Lord. Alright, so in our union with Christ, the new man is in union with Christ in his crucifixion. In the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, we are one with him. Galatians chapter number 2 and verse 20. Galatians chapter number 2 and verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So here, he's showing us again that there is such a thing as crucifixion with Christ. Paul, speaking here by the Holy Ghost, he's saying, I am crucified with Christ. In other words, he was crucified with Christ when Christ was crucified at Calvary. He identified with Christ in his crucifixion. So this shows oneness in crucifixion. So when he was crucified, okay, when Christ was crucified, Paul, the apostle, was crucified with Christ, with him. Glory to God. So everyone who believes in Jesus Christ was also crucified with Christ when Christ was crucified at Calvary. In other words, the old man, the old life was crucified with Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen to that? Now, this union is very key. We are one with him in crucifixion. We are one with him in crucifixion. 
Now, if you look at Galatians chapter number 2 and verse 20, we just read. It says, I am crucified with Christ. I, let's mark the first I there. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now, we understand that crucifixion leads to death, right? If you're crucified, then you have to die. Okay? So, crucifixion leads to death. So, I am crucified with Christ unto death. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so there is an I here, crucified with Christ, and there is an I here that is alive. Glory to God. Despite the fact that the old I was crucified with him unto death and eventually died, glory to God. There's a new I that lives now. Amen. And it says, yet not I. Okay, not the former I, but a new I living. And that new I, it lives by the life of Christ. He says, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So there's the, there's the old I that died with Jesus Christ. And there's the new I that is alive with Christ and in Christ. Can someone say amen to that? All right. So this new I is called the new man. The old I is called the old man. The old life, everything Adam became after the fall in selfishness. Everything. That old I died with Christ. But before he died, he was crucified with Christ. Glory to God. Now this union is a union that uh, takes effect by faith. 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 Can someone say that together? Faith. Say it with me. Come on now. Faith. Let's do it together. Come on now. Faith. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Now someone says, well, faith, what, what are you saying? Faith. But well, say it again. Say faith. Louder. Now, when you do something in faith, the effect may be delayed in the physical, but as far as you are concerned, the substance of it is already done and dusted and delivered in the spirit. Glory to God. Amen. Faith is the substance of what things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you are hoping for something, all right, yet you have substance for what you are hoping for. So that means we believe this, and because we do, then it takes effect in our lives. Glory to God. Now the old I, the old man, was a man of selfishness. A man that was given to um, sinfulness. The corruption of wickedness. The Bible says the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Speaking of the natural man. Hallelujah. Amen. This was the man that was crucified with Christ by faith. Hallelujah. When Jesus did it, he did it as a substitute. When he did it, he did it for us. Glory to God. And when he did it, he did it identifying with us as a man. Now it's our turn to identify with him in faith. Can someone say amen to that? Glory to God. Are we together? So the old I, 
was crucified with Christ, nevertheless we live, yet not I, not I, the old I, but Christ liveth in me. So the life we now live, we live in faith towards the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. So what does that mean? It simply means that we're living our lives in faith, in union with Christ. Faith is union. Union is faith. Faith is oneness. Oneness is faith. Faith in Christ is oneness with Christ. In union with Christ, we identify with him and we identify with him in his crucifixion. And in that crucifixion, we identify that Jesus was crucified and we were crucified together with him. His crucifixion was the template of our crucifixion. Glory to God. So the old man died with Christ. How? Was crucified with Christ to start with. So in our union with Christ, we identify with Christ in his crucifixion. Glory to God. Come on, are we together? <laughs> Someone says, well, how can you overcome ego, pride, and selfishness? Amen? How can you overcome that? You know, identify with the crucifixion of Christ. It is that old rugged cross that dealt with the old man. Can someone say amen to that? The moment you identify with Christ's death, first is crucifixion on the cross of Calvary by faith. Come on, say by faith. All right, come on, say by faith. Oh, I can't hear. Say by faith. Mm -hmm. The moment you do that, then something will take effect in your life. There's going to be an oppression of the Spirit of God within you that will give you that kind of, you know, so to speak, love and affection so much so that you can lay down your life for the brethren. Amen? Amen. Because you have identified with Jesus Christ in his crucifixion. Glory to God. Someone was asking me one time, he said, how come you're this selfless, you know, helping people and loving people, all right? I said, well, it's not me. It's the life of Christ in me. Glory to God. The old man died. You know, it's natural to be selfish, naturally. The natural man, true? Naturally. Even if you don't have any fish to sell, you still have to go and look for one. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> But thank God for the new man in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. But before the new man came into being, the old man had been dealt with through the oppression of the substitutionary work of Jesus Christ. And that takes effect in our lives when we believe what he's done for us. Can someone say amen to that? You have to believe it by faith. You, you take it by faith. You take it by faith when you identify with Christ and you tell yourself that ego, that pride is gone. All right, people tell you things, you have this mindset that you don't, you don't obey anybody, you don't submit to anybody, you do your own thing, you're a boss of your own life, you run your own life, you do everything all by yourself. All right, and you're doing that and saying that with pride. Okay, God says, mm-mm. What is standing between you and the grace of God and the power of God is actually that consciousness of this is what I can do, this is who I am, this is what I have without union with Christ. 
All that the Bible puts everything together as filthy rag. Amen. All our righteousnesses, the Bible says they are like what? Filthy rags. All our righteousnesses. All, not some. So you're standing in the sufficiency of Christ that I can do all things. How? Through Christ who strengthens me. Not in me, in my own strength and in my power. No, but in the strength and in the power that Christ supplies. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can someone say amen to that? Lift up your right hand and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we are not sufficient to think anything as of ourselves. Our sufficiency is of God. Amen. Our sufficiency, come on now, is of God. The moment you think you can do it by yourself, in yourself, without Christ, then God says, go ahead, let's see how far you can go. But the moment you identify with Christ, that that old man standing in the way, between you and the grace of God, between you and the power of God, standing in the way to block you from enjoying the goodness of God, you say to yourself, that man died, that old man died. Can someone say amen to that? Was crucified with Christ. Identify with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen to that? By faith. By faith. Amen, amen. Look at Romans chapter number 6 and verse 6. It says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Knowing this, that our old man actually was crucified with him. Because Christ is not being crucified now, was crucified, right? So we were crucified with him when he was crucified. We do not have any crucifixion apart from his crucifixion. It was when he was crucified that we were crucified. His crucifixion was the underpinning and foundation and template for our own crucifixion. So we were crucified with him, without which we could not be crucified. Hallelujah. So the old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. So what does that mean? It simply means that Jesus Christ, when he was crucified, we were crucified with him, our old man, 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 old man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now let me tell you something. One of the most potent and dominant characteristic of the old man, amen, one of the most potent and dominant characteristics of the old man is that the old man is always very deceitful. He's a lying man. Amen. Tells lies a lot. Glory to God. The old man is a liar. Hello? I can't hear you. I said the old man is a liar. Glory to God. Now look at Colossians chapter number 3. Amen. And I'd like for us to start a reading from verse 9. I want you to read.
from verse 9 to 10. 1, 2, 3, let's go. Come on now. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Uh-huh. And have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. All right. Glory to God. The old man tells lies without thinking twice. Some people are creative in telling lies. They don't think it twice. The thing is, is they brew it in their head. There's the beauty of lies. It was <laughs> my sister. Says so sister. Amen. If you tell lies and you cannot help it, identify with what Christ has done. You put off the old man. Amen. If you cut off my head, I will tell you the truth. It's nothing. All right. John is telling lies. Some people lie through their teeth. Like this. Your teeth. You know when you're lying through your teeth? You're not saying anything. Like this, though. You're still lying. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Lie not. You know, I told you the easiest way to backslide and to make your heart of flesh become stony is by telling lies. All right, people will backslide. That is the first characteristic. All right, he marks them lying. You rock your bar. They tell lies like they always have something to hide. Identify with what Christ has done for you. The old man died. There's nothing to hide anymore. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. And this crafty, cunning. You know, wisdom that always tries to outsmart others because you think you are better upstairs. Amen. God says when you continue that way, it is in your craftiness that you are caught. The cunning man is caught in his own craftiness. Amen. So you see, don't tell lies. Now I'm going to show you this First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. And if you're not going to tell lies, don't say, I will not tell lies again. New Year resolution. I will not tell lies. I will not tell lies. Uh, I will not. Mm-mm. The old man cannot be refurbished. The old man, when the old man goes to school, all right, in the civilized setting, he learns new ways of being more wicked and cunning. Huh? A crude farmer out there in the farm can kill one person with catapult or gun or cutlass. But if the old man goes to school, are you from what I'm saying here? He starts making nuclear bombs. Yeah. So he can finish a whole country at once. So education cannot renew the old man. There's only one thing that can deal with the old man, the cross of Christ. That old rugged cross. I'm telling you, you want to try the old man and say, I will not do it again. You find yourself on top of it and like, ah, how did I come here? <laughs> the old man will be laughing like, look at you. You have to reckon it to your account that it happened by faith. By faith. I'm telling you. Look at 1 Timothy 4 and verse 1. Now the spirit come on now, speak it expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. How shall it depart from the faith? Giving heed to what? Seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, anywhere you see doctrines in plural, it is not of God. There's only one doctrine, which is of Christ. Doctrine in plural is not of God. Doctrine in plural is of the devil. Doctrines. Amen. 
if you read through scriptures, the doctrine of Christ is one doctrine. The elementary principles of, come on now, the doctrine of Christ, not doctrines. Amen? And when people now have diversified views and they just start thinking different things, you know, and those things could be very seductive. A seduction is something that lures you out of your comfort zone, out of what you already know, you're established in. It takes you out gradually by the dangling of the carrot. Okay, he says, look at it. They depart from the faith, how? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Okay, speaking lies, come on now. Speaking lies, come on now. Now, how do people depart from the faith? Come on, talk to me now. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. So when you start speaking lies in hypocrisy, that is how to depart from the faith. I always tell people, look, be truthful. You owe it to God. You owe it to your conscience. You owe it to your faith so you don't make a shipwreck of your faith. If your conscience is not good, your faith can be good. All right? You must hold faith and a good conscience so that you don't make a shipwreck of your faith. Amen? Yeah. I said amen. Yeah. Now I tell people, watch anyone who is telling lies and they want him, the person is still telling lies instead of identifying with the old rugged cross of Jesus Christ that the old man, the, the teller of lies, the liar, was crucified with Christ. You put him off. You have put off. I can't hear you. Say, I have put off the old man. How? Through the crucifixion of Christ. The cross of Christ. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. I'm telling you. You see, sometimes when I pray, I pray what they call new Christian prayers. All right? Should I teach you? All right. New Christian prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the cross of Jesus Christ. Five things the cross did for me. I've learned all those things there in my manual, in my book. Amen? I study like... <laughs> Anytime I'm alone, I study. I don't watch TV anymore because I need to study. Anytime there's an appetite to watch TV, I go and study. <laughs> the only thing I watch there is news. Amen? News and all that. That's all. Praise God. But well, sitting down, I don't have that time. I'm just looking at the time. What is left to finish my assignment here? Some of you, you don't wake up at 60 and say, ah, What have I been doing with my life? Look at you. May God give you understanding. Amen. You ask people who made TV, they will tell you they didn't make it for you. Okay? It's not a breakthrough for you. Amen? I, I, I can't hear you now. Amen. Some people are now. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch TV. You understand what I'm saying here? All right? But I don't. Why? Because I just looked at the time. I looked at it. <laughs> Do you know how to calculate the time? Teach us to number. Uh -huh. That we may apply, come on now, our heart unto wisdom. So that means if you don't know how to number your days, what will happen? Mm. Now, sincerely, if you look at it, the number of whatever you have watched is enough for a lifetime. For some of us here, I'm telling you, you've tried. <laughs> you know, you didn't hear me. I said you have tried. They should give you an award. 
<laughs> they should give you an award, right? <laughs> you have watched these now. Have you watched series before? <laughs> In time past? No, not really. Not much. Such but then, time. long time ago. <laughs> but either long time. <laughs> time is time. Either long or short. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We've watched enough for a lifetime. Now, many of us don't have spiritual visions and revelations because we, we watch too much of movies. I'm telling you, and what you see in movies, you just see people acting out things. You don't see God, but we see Jesus. Amen? Some of us watch this thing so much that we start dreaming those things. Amen? So we have, we have so in our house, we have TVs, though. I'm telling you, if you see our TV, <laughs> you can hide behind our TV. <laughs> it will swallow you up. I'm telling you. But it's just there. Amen. You won't sit down and be watching, watching, watching. I told my wife, if we have to watch some things, you know, we just select what we have to watch. All right? And we need to watch and just select, select, select. <laughs> Amen. I can't remember the last time I sat down and I was just watching, 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 watching. No. Amen. Amen. Now, education is either a choice you make to learn or a choice you do not make to be taught by people around you. Yeah. Did you get what I just said? If you don't make that choice to say, this is what I want to learn, they will tell you what to learn. And now, you just feed your mind with all those things. And the one you talk and say, this Christianity self, the way some people are saying some things, it's like they are too spiritual for, you know, understanding. I don't understand why someone who is already going to get married and you're already going to marry this person. I mean, faithfulness is being faithful to one partner now. Abby? So, you cannot say, ah, this one, you are, we have decided to get married now, so I'm faithful to you, you're faithful to me, so let's just play. Hmm. All right, but the thing is, we're not going to do it with another person, just you, both of us alone. Now, is that not what they sell to us? Gradually, just see people who are engaged, all right, before they get married. Huh? Uh-huh. Someone, someone, somebody was telling me, someone, you know, <laughs> got married to the woman that he wanted to get married to <laughs> at the naming ceremony of his own baby. The woman that just delivered down was when he was proposing marriage to the woman, right there at the naming ceremony. All right, uh, yeah, and so people feel like, hey, look at, so why, why, I mean, God should know that a woman's overlaid now, and that thing is very, ah, it's a serious hormone going through your whole being, and your body is like this, ah, God put the thing there now. So, so somehow, it is now difficult to accept the truth of God's word, because of what you've been watching. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Yes, Identify with what Christ has done. I tell you. Identify. So when we start teaching Christian principles and how to live our lives according to God's word, some people, it's kind of challenging for them. Like, ah, why? 
Why, you know, all this mentoring thing, you know, accountability. Why should I be accountable to anybody? Who was Jesus accountable to? Who was his mentor? Even Elijah the Tishbite was only, you know, the place where he was born that described him, the Tishbite. Who was he accountable to? Who was his mentor? Amen. So somehow that unruly attitude and lawlessness is coming up because you have not identified that the old man, the lawless man, the man that loves to be unruly. Leave me alone. All right. That man died. And that's why you can, a Christian can be truly humble and you're not faking it. Because that old man, come on now, was crucified with Christ. Can someone say amen to that? You identify. So this is new creation prayer. Beloved, thank you. This is new creation prayer. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes I pray this prayer one hour, two hours, identifying with what Christ has done for me. Thank you because the old man died, was crucified with Christ and died. That unruly man, lawless man, died. And so in the name of Jesus Christ, I live a life of humility, a life of meekness in the name of Jesus Christ. And then you're saying that you're giving thanks to God. Now, five things the cross did for me. Number one, the cross of Jesus Christ canceled out the curse of the law. Hallelujah. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For cursed is everyone that what? Hangeth on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Christ Jesus and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, yes, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Condemnation is gone. Condemnation is gone. I don't feel lower than I am anymore. Less than I am anymore. I am free from condemnation. Guilt is gone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. When Jesus was crucified, the old man was crucified with him. The old man is old indeed. Rugged. It is the simil- he is the similitude of Satan. He, the old man has the nature of Satan. Satan is the father of all liars. Satan can lie through his teeth. He's a liar from the beginning. His substance is full of lie. Lies. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now, Christians should be trusted. You should, you should tell me something. Pastor Lord said, ah, this is the thing and all that. I should, I should, you should tell me something and I believe it. Do you know, policing is very expensive. If I have a system and you are actually to monitor her and he's to monitor you and she's to monitor him and he's to monitor her. <laughs> all right, that's the system of suspicion. True? So I'm monitoring, monitoring. I don't trust anybody, so I have to monitor everybody. Amen? Amen. Do you still tell lies? Amen? You know, identify with what Christ has done for you. Now, let me show you some things here about the old man. I told you, The old man is a liar, born liar, natural liar. 
The old man would tell lies for fears. The old man would tell lies for dignity. The old man would tell lies for fame. The old man would tell lies for gain. The old man would tell lies for anything and for everything. Hallelujah. Come on now. I said hallelujah. Okay. So go back to that Colossians chapter number three. I think this thing is deep because we should even have a mentoring school for new Christian realities where we teach the basics of new trick. I'm telling you the truth. Like this, you come three hours, we're done, then you go back home, you come again. When we are done, you look and say, well, I'm free. Glory to God. My faith is up. Hallelujah. I believe this is done. The old life gone. The new life has come. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Go back to that Colossians 3 and verse 9, 9 to 10. Are you there? All right. Read it out loud. One, two, three. Let's go. Lie not one to another. How? Why? Seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, uh-huh, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So lie not one to another. Don't lie to me, and I will not lie to you. I can trust you. Amen? It, it makes, you see, my wife can go anywhere she wants to go. She may tell me, she may not tell me, but she will tell me. Are you from what I'm saying here? For accountability. And she's not going to come back and I'll be smelling her. Where are you from? I'm not a dog. I don't sniff people. Amen? I, I trust her. Glory to God. She trusts me too. If anything happens, she says, darling, tell me the truth. What's happening here? Darling, you know the truth is, you know, However, um, moreover, <laughs> in so much so that, uh, <laughs> tell the truth. The truth is very simple, right? It's not however, you know, in so much so that, um, uh, you know, furthermore, <laughs> tell the truth. Glory to God. All right, this is what happened and all that. And we owe it. To each other, that when we tell the truth to each other, it may be a bit painful, but there's dignity in telling the truth. I hug her, she hugs me, and we say, Yeah, you told me the truth. Though, I mean, you know, sometimes you may not like to hear the truth. Now, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> But when you hear, sometimes some people say, tell me the truth. And when you hear the truth, you feel like, ah, the people wanted to hear the truth. Jesus said, I'm here. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. And then you have life in you. <laughs> the people scattered. <laughs> he looked at his disciples. Are you not living too? And Peter said, you alone have the word of what? Life. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. So understand these things. <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. How? Identify with what Christ has done. And then when you identify the temptation to tell the truth 
is no longer powerful or impactful on you. Why? Because you have identified that the root has been cut off so the fruit can be cast off. Hallelujah. Because the fruit is flowing from the root. No root, no fruit. Now that the, the root has been cut off, hallelujah, and you identify with what Christ has done for you, then the fruit can be cast off. That thing, you say, no, I don't identify with that anymore. The temptation will come, but you stand your ground. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. amen. Are we together? Now, now, let me show you let me show you another scripture here in Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. And I'd like for us to start the reading here from verse, let's just jump to verse 23 into 24 for time. It says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, verse 24. Can we read verse 24 together? One, two, three, let's go. And that you put on the new man, which after is created in righteousness and true holiness. Okay? Now go to 22. Mm -hmm. 22. Can we read 22 together? One, two, three, let's go. Now hold that. Can, can you put up Colossians chapter number 3 and verse 10 that we read earlier? Okay? Now, can we read it together? One, two, three, let's go. Uh-huh. Good. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Verse 9. Let's do verse 9 now. Come on, verse 9. Come on now. Quickly. Colossians 3 and verse 9. Uh-huh. Okay, now, look at how it is reported here. Lie not one to another. Come on now. Seeing that what? You have put off. Now, you have what? You have. You have. You have. You have. Now, scripture, interpreting scripture. Now, go to Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse 22. Now, can we read that out loud? One, two, three, let's go. Now, now, this is it. Now, if you're reading this verse, having not read Colossians chapter number 3 and verse 9, okay, you would think that he's saying that you should put off concerning the former conversation, what? The old man. That means he's telling you that you should put it off. But that's not the tone. That's not the tense. Amen. The tense here, if you look at the tenses here, he's telling us something. He said, the tenses here, look up, go to Colossians 3.9. It says that you have put off. So if you read it in light of Colossians 3.9, go back to Ephesians 4.22, okay? You can read it this way, that ye have put off. Is that correct? Yeah, scriptures. Amen? That's what is called interpretation of scriptures. I won't use big terminologies. Theologians call it um, something. Should I tell you? Biblical hermeneutics. Uh-huh. Someone said, hey. <laughs> so that was why I didn't want to tell you. All right. So with that, there's what is called secondary scripture and primary scripture. Okay. 
the secondary scripture and primary scripture, the one that has more light, speaking to the same matter of other scriptures or alongside other scriptures, you now interpret other scriptures in light of the one that has more light. Glory to God. That's how to interpret scriptures. So you know what scripture is. We are not forcing that meaning into it. It is there. Look at, thank you, beloved, for displaying this. Let's put our hands together for her. She has put up the old man. <laughs> Glory to God. Are we together? All right. All right. So if you look at it here, that ye put off, look at it, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful laws. Okay, those two scriptures, they are still similar. Or am I? Okay, you have to bring, they are still similar. Yeah, copy and paste. Okay, do it again, yeah. Let's put our hands together for her. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So, what we are saying here is this. You put off the old man. One of the characteristics of the old man is longing. Some people sit down and say, what will I tell him? What will I say when they say this and all that? I will say, well, you know, actually, I submitted a document and I placed it on a table, but she didn't see it for three days. He said, ah, am I blind that I cannot see it? I don't know, I can't tell. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I said, you wonder, ah, I said, I placed it there. Amen. And the old man can still be bold in telling lies. And let me tell you something. Don't identify with that life anymore. Can someone say amen to that? Now look at it. Are we together? Now, lie not one to another saying you have put off. Have put off. So we can say that ye have put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful loss. Right? Can we say that? You have. So I say, Father, I thank you because I have. In my identification with Christ. Amen. By faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. Glory to God. Someone called me one time, a young man, and he called me. He said, I'm coming. I said, I need you urgently. He said, I'm coming. So the Spirit of God spoke up within me. Ask where it's coming from. I said, where are you coming from? Oh, God, what do you want, boss? I'm coming. I'm coming. I said, shut up your mouth there. Where are you coming from? <laughs> I was in Ife. He was coming from Lagos. <laughs> and I needed him to do something for me. I called him urgently. I said, I'm, 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 I'm coming now, 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 now. So where are you coming from? He said, I'm coming. I'm coming. We have put off the old man. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Lift up your two hands and scream and say, Thank you, Father. For I have put off the old man with his deeds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you grateful for it? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Put it off. Put it off. 
cut it off. Amen? Look at Jeremiah 19 and verse 7. The old man, the natural man. Okay? Is that 198? 178, rather. 178. Is that? The heart is deceitful above all things. Okay, 179. Thank you. Hallelujah. Look at it. Can we read it out loud? Come on now. The heart. Uh huh. Who can know it? That's the natural man. And when I'm dealing with the natural man, the old man, the man who is not born again, as Christians, don't believe everybody. Say, you know, people say, love believes all things. All things of the divine life. You will not believe a lie in Jesus' name. Amen. Say, I'm sending the money now. I know that. Send the thing. I say, I'm. I will confirm it like this. Are you know what I'm saying here? You know, you know, when we were on campus, we just finished. We thought everybody in the outside world were born again. So we're all brethren. You put your money on the floor. Brother Shagun, I found your money there. <laughs> They dealt with me. <laughs> you must know how to deal with the old man. The old man or carnal Christians. There's something on ah, the tongue. All right. The original of that thing, they look alike is what is on the tongue. The original is under the tongue. They hide that under there. It's the pseudo one. Huh? The phony that they will give out. You have to be very discerning. You see, you must never believe a lie. Lift up your right hand and say, I will not believe a lie. Amen. For me, I like, I like it. Somebody comes, Pastor, this is my life. I have a challenge. I have done something terrible. I need help. I, I mean, I will help you. I will stand by you for life. I'm telling you. There's dignity in telling the truth. Yes, I was, I, look, I would defend you to the grave. Now, somebody that was caught red-handed said, I will tell the whole truth. Uh, it's not the whole truth he wants to tell. <laughs> if they didn't catch you, you would not have said anything. I've kept quiet. Shona, you're saying you tell the whole truth. It's a lie. If you really wanted to tell the whole truth, you would have come to surrender. Say, Pastor, if this is it, oh, I've done something wrong. Aha, you tell the whole truth. I love that. Oh, dear. There was one young man, young woman, all right, she's, she's a pastor now in a particular ministry. I was privileged to pastor her on campus, OU campus. Amen. She told the truth. You know, anytime something happened, between her and the guy that was troubling her at the time. I said, Pastor, it happened again. I was saying, no, no problem. Teach her God's word. Give her messages. All of a sudden, she got so charged up. I'll pray the Ephesians 1 prayer, verse 17. Amen to 19. I'll pray and pray and pray. 15 minutes every day for her. Praying for her. All of a sudden, she just came back and said, Pastor, I'm not doing it again. I told the guy off. The guy was shocked. The guy said, mm, you can't tell me off. I said, ah, try it. The guy came again calling. He had some secret buttons. There's chemistry. There's biology. 
and their spirituality. <laughs> I'm telling you. You must understand. As a woman, don't if anybody understands your chemistry, run away from the person. Say, no, I'm going there. Nothing will happen. Something will happen. The buttons, it's a pin. Ten, 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 ten. Password. Say, so what are you saying now? And you know now, you know I'm a Christian now. I just I told you I am. She didn't finish the statement. And wicked men know the password of ladies and they use those passwords against them. There are passwords, I'm telling you, if you understand life. God put those secrets there. They are pin numbers, codes, pin. Pa, 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 pa. If you press a woman to that degree, she will open up. Except she's very strong spiritually. Even at that, she will need help. That I'm going there now. Come and get me. <laughs> you better come for me. That's the place I'm going. I'm going now. <laughs> you better come and get me if you don't come. <laughs> so you have to run and catch her and say, don't go, don't go, don't go. I mean, I'm telling you. <laughs> Men understand that. Don't never prey on people's weaknesses. Don't do it. That's wickedness. When you know somebody is weak and you prey on their weakness, against their will, don't do it. Are you following what I'm saying here? Tell lies. The old man was crucified. That, that thing that is crafty when it's coming, stop there! The old man died with Christ, was crucified with him. I don't think that way. Come on, come on, unwind. Kanambro tolangri sakadongria tabahaya. You caught it right there and then. Stop it in its tracks. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Don't let it go any further. Don't say, well, it's just, I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes this is my brain. This is my brain. Can get me out of anything. Lay hold on what Christ has done for you. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. No. Craftiness? Mm -mm 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 -mm. Mm -mm. Let me tell you something. Somebody said something. He said, most inv invites or invitations given to demon spirits are unintended. That's what is called collateral damage. You know that? They didn't plan to do it, but you know, they targeted something and then there was a spillover on another thing and there was a damage. Hello? Unintended. Now, when you start telling lies, devils of lies, you know them, that's their nature. Hmm? Who's that person speaking like us there? You didn't invite them, they will show up. And lying habit can be enforced by lying spirit. And then they start, look at what happened. The young man, you remember um, Amnon? Do you remember Amnon and his stepsister Tamar? You remember what's the name? Is it Jonadab that came? Huh? Jonadab. That guy was a crafty person. They were related. They were cousins. And came and said, "You like your stepsister, and you are dying like this, and you're a prince. Come on, Joe. Let me teach you what to do. Go and have your bath first. Clean up and brighten up. So this is what to do, huh?" 
act like you are very, very ill. And then they will tell your dad that something is not right with you. Your dad, King David, will come. And when he comes, he says, Daddy, I'm dying. I know you won't die. In the name of Jehovah, you will not die. <laughs> All right. But I need one request. What is it, my son? I need my stepsister to prepare a special meal for me and bring it to my house alone. And I will eat it in her hands. Ah, the dad said, it's not your sister. Consider it done. Hmm. And the dad ordered the sister, prepare a meal for your brother, your big brother. Amen. There are people who are contractors of lies. They tell lies and people know that if they are hooked somewhere, go and meet them. They will tell you how to get out in a crooked way. And she came in and all that. Ah, oh, my big brother. And, you know, and he said, all the servants in the house, in the room, out, out. They went out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And while he was eating, grabbed her, defied her. A virgin defied her. And she said, why did you do this? If you asked my father to give me to you as a wife, it would have happened. Why are you doing this? And why did you do this? She said, get out of my room. She said, but don't expose me this way. I'm already spoiled. Blood everywhere. She said, get out of my room. And pushed her out. She went to tell her brother, Absalom. Same father, same mother. Amen. Absalom said, ah, that one too has wickedness in him. He said, don't worry. Don't cry. Oh. You will not cry again the rest of your life. The cause of the cry will be removed. Don't worry. <laughs> and then allowed time to go over it. The man had forgotten. Huh? Amen. There are times when God says, don't go there. You better don't go there. <laughs> Maybe somebody who had had. I mean. <laughs> So organize the feast because of Amnon. And he told his guys and said, this guy must not drink one cup. All right, give him a crate of beer. And when he was drunk, because, you know, men then were taught to battle, particularly firstborn, being the firstborn of David, Amnon. Amen. Amen. So he was drunk, had let down his guards, and then Absalom looked at him that he was drunk. He told one of his men, he said, strike him. Amen. And in those days, they know how to kill people. You just say, ah. You know, there's, there's no like, ah. You just say, ah. The person is gone. Just one strike. Just, poof. He's gone. I mean, that's the end of it. Strike him and palm. And he died. Party scattered. Do you know Jonadab continued with his life? He was the one that gave him that crooked wisdom. He didn't die. Mm. I always tell people sometimes, when you have a friend that is crooked, all right, do you know that your friend, the crooked friend may outlive you? You didn't hear me. Because so they, they will teach you to do evil when you are done 
and done for. That friend will now come and give his life to Christ here. <laughs> now I'm telling you now, you'll be born again. <laughs> you'll be crying like a baby. <laughs> if anybody, he says, I will not reject you. If you come to me, I will not reject you. Uh-huh. Anyone who comes to Jesus. As I tell you, you have a crooked friend and he will be telling you things and all that. You better stand up and say, I'm not doing. You, you will kill me now when I'm done and I'm done for. Huh? You will not get born again. I'm telling people get born again now. <laughs> Before you got born again, if you count the things you did, the people you taught evil to, some of you, not everybody. Amen? You're born again. Amen? Identify with Christ. Identify with Christ. Are you following what I'm saying here? Lying? Mm-mm. See, look, when, when will people get to know that they are still true Christians in Lagos? Ha, this one is a Christian. Christianity, which Christianity? Say he's a pastor. Test him first, which pastor? He's, a, he's an archbishop. Test him first. Which one is an archbishop? Yeah, he's the most senior reverend of... Amen. Amen. If Pastor E. Adeboy wants to do business with any bank, they won't say because it's Pastor E. Adeboy. They will go through their due diligence, right? Follow every process. Pam, 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 pam. They don't look, they look at principles and process, not persons. God is no respecter of persons. He won't say you are Jesus Christ. Huh? He had to die before he could be raised from the dead. Can I trust you? Are you trustworthy? Can I go to bed on your words? I will not find myself in the lake. Now I'm telling you the truth. Are you trustworthy? Can you say a thing and people like, ah, he told the whole truth, leave him. Nathaniel, a true Israelite in whom there is no guile. Glory to God. Let's stand with what Christ has done. Let's be upstanding. I want you to lay emphasis on it. The old man died. The old man. Move around and begin to put it in your mouth. That old man, that liar died. Died with Christ. Was crucified with Christ. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Come on, come on. Open your mouth and say it. That old man died. 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 Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The old man died with Christ. That liar died with Christ. I believe it. I reckon it to my account. 
In faith, I believe it. <laughs> this new man tells the truth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, I tell the truth. I do not identify with that lying spirit anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am free. Jesus set me free. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, go ahead and decree it. Come on, in faith, identify with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. This is a character class. Hallelujah. A character class. Come on now. Begin to declare it. The old man died with Christ. That the body of sin might be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. I am free. I am free. I tell the truth by the grace of God. Thank you Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Say a big amen. amen. Write it down as part of your confession. Okay. We'll make that confession every day. Glory to God. I said glory to God. A truthful man is an asset. Pastor Shola, tell me the truth. Who are the kind of people you are looking for? I know people are gifted, but you look and say, ah, this guy is gifted but very crafty. <laughs> Can I trust this one? Some people, you keep them far, far away from money. You know now, you build a system of defense. They will not be able to come around money because you can't trust them. You can trust their skill, they work well. They are very brainy. But money, hey, 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 hey. They see the thing like, you'll be breathing hard. You can't trust them money. You know, look, look at my wife. My wife is handling a lot. Mentoring women and mentoring men. Mentoring women alike too. Amen. Praise God. Do you know, one can come and say, okay, this sister, can, can we trust you with a sister, bro? <laughs> bro. Will you be a mentor to that sister or tormentor? A mentor or a tormentor? Or mentor little? <laughs> This is important. I'm telling you the truth. We should be, look, we must come to that place in our walk with God. Amen? Amen. That we can be trusted. God can trust you with a destiny. Said Abraham, I know him. I know Abraham. Hey! Someone says, I know God. God says, rather, I know you. <laughs> Lift up your hands and give God praise. Thank you. Let's identify because God is working in you. Every crookedness is giving way to the truth of God's word. Your, your new nature is finding unhindered expression in the name of Jesus. Come on now. Come on now. Lift up your hands right now and give God thanks. 
Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Come on now. Thank you, Father.